All right, welcome in everybody. This is episode number one of our football podcast. We'll try to do the same thing as baseball. I mean, uh, basketball, excuse me. Get one, maybe not every week, but we'll probably hopefully do four to five of these throughout the year. And this one, we're just going to go over some the teams. We're going to throw uh, our conference predictions. Uh, I'm being joined by Drew Skyberg from Valders here today. Glad to have you on, Drew. How are you doing today? Thank you, Robert. I mean, I'm doing great. Um, I'm really looking forward to record these football and basketball episodes with you because I'm really looking forward to the EWC for football and basketball this year especially. So it's great to be on. Yeah, it is. It's great to be back. It's great to have a normal year of football. We're going to have a good show for you today. We're going to go over some, obviously, like I said, our our projected conference standings. We were, uh, both We both talked before this. We actually – are in agreement in the eight teams, surprisingly. So it should be a relatively uh, agreeable show, and we're going to bring you some great uh, things to look for this year. And then after that, we're going to quickly go over our top players to look for. I have our top 10, 11 guys, I think, in the conference. We're going to go over them and uh, who to look for on the field this year. And then we're going to just give a quick preview of each game, the non-conference games this week is we were already into the season. We're two days away from football. So on that note, we can go ahead and jump right into the, our projected finishing here. If you don't have anything else you want to uh, say. No, I mean, you got it all. Let's get into these projections. And like you said, we, we surprisingly agreed on all these. Yeah, that was – there are – we will have – I do have the WS – all these uh, – the rankings for the original conference I looked at were on WSN, and they're not the same. So we will also – Travis Wilson's WSN rankings, we will also give you those as we're going over the teams just to give you some, uh, you know, comparison is what uh, Travis Wilson thinks. But just keep in mind, he has to do every conference in the state. So some of these may not be, you know, he, he's just going over these very vague. So first we'll start out with it. Obviously this one was probably the easiest to put down for me. It's KLC number one. I don't, I don't think it's very close. One word I have down is just explosive, experienced, um, speed, athleticism. I mean, they have the best offense. They have probably the top I'd say at least top three players in the conference playing on their team with Robbie Michael, Colin Gerdakis, and Casey Verhagen. I mean, Robbie Michael, just a freak of an athlete. He's ranked uh, 10th quarterback in the state by Travis Wilson. And Colin Gerdakis, I know, is ranked as a wide receiver also. And when you've got a guy like Robbie Michael, who was the, who is the defending player of the year in the conference, I mean, 2,300 passing yards, 31 passing touchdowns, nine rushing scores and 560 rushing yards last year. And he runs a four, five, 40. That, that's just really impressive. I'm guessing you're just, uh, you think the same way about this offense and this team, any, anything else you see from KLC? Yeah. I, I think one thing, I mean, you mentioned Connor Gurdakis, of course, I think what they do it, how they utilize him, I think is so valuable to that team. I They give him, they run a wide receiver screen with him and it, 
I, I know it killed Valders last year. It killed a lot of teams in the conference. And I think that that's their bread and butter. I think when Robbie Michael can get out and run, like you mentioned, a four, five, 40, um, I think this team explosive is a great way to describe it. And I, I think they're going to average North of 40 points this year, maybe close to 50. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We were talking before the show and I said to you, if they hold their opponents under 50 points a game, they will, they will win every game. And that's all they really have to do. And, Obviously, their defense is shaky. In the one game I saw them, they did not have Robbie Michael, obviously. Sorry, I actually watched them two games. I saw the Brilliant and the TR game. But in the Brilliant game, they obviously didn't have Robbie Michael, so it's very hard to uh, to go by that. But it was all Brilliant scoring. Brilliant probably could have scored 60, 70 points if they had their starters out all game. So that will be a concern of theirs if they can just – make just enough plays. Like I was watching the two rivers game, I believe Robbie Michael had two second half interceptions. That's really all it took the first team not to score. Cause they, I mean, they're going to score every drive. They're starters. A lot of the games in the conference, they're just so dynamic, so athletic. And you, you got guys like Casey Verhagen, who's just overlooked. He had 31 catches for 553 yards and eight scores last year. And those numbers don't do justice of how just shifty and how, how good of a route runner he is. He's all around the field. And he really surprised me, his defense last year, too. He blew up a lot of plays. He's really fast to the ball. And just Matt Stefani also, just another really good. He had five yards per carry last year. And just with this team, like I said, if as long as they keep their opponents under 50 points, it, you're looking at probably the conference champions. Exactly. And I think – you mentioned the defense as well. I think what, what really hurt them last year, like they, they weren't an aggressive team defensively. I think Brilliant just took that to, took it to him because the Brilliant was always such an aggressive team, so fundamentally sound, and that, that's kind of how they beat them last year. And I, I but I think KLC this year clear clear cut number one. Yeah, and I, I do think there could be. I think Brilliant and New Holstein are the only two teams probably. I mean, obviously, with COVID, you never know. We could have the same situation we had last year with, you know, having players out. But I, I, I don't think they're they're not unbeatable. Anything can happen. And I think, you know, some teams could have good games. You never know what's going to happen. But just, I mean, they're, they're, they were the easy number one pick. Exactly. And I think, well, you, we're going to go to it now. I mean, number two, we already kind of hinted at brilliant, I think. They're certainly the team to challenge them. And New Holstein, you said as well, I think both of those teams have the play style, that run, that running game, just take it to them, power running. And I think that that style is the way you beat KLC. Yeah, I agree. And brilliant, you know, brilliant since in the last number of years, have always been thought to be a running simple offense, really conservative, not turning the ball over, but, I, I would look to them to, you know, surprise some people this year with, with their plays. And they do have two really good playmakers in Kotarabic, Mitchell Kotarabic and Garnet Stabani. They have two, uh, two special running backs, guys who can both catch the ball. And Mason Banky, he's their quarterback. He, he is second. He is a second uh, returning passer in the conference. So, they do have a really good quarterback, their experience. And I think their best quality is their defense. They had a really good defense last year. It started 
first game of the year when they only gave up three points to New Holstein. Their starting defense did not give up a touchdown on an offensive drive to KLC last year. Obviously, that's not with Robbie Michael, so that's and you can just throw that out. But they, they can do a little bit of everything, but they will run the ball really, really well. And you got Sam Galoff back also. It really brilliant's got a lot to be look forward to this year. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you have Banky and Galoff running that option, I think that that was really their bread and butter last year. And they're able to just rack up a lot of rushing yards with that team. So, but you, you mentioned it too. I mean, passing certainly could, they could surprise some teams with that. And I wouldn't be shocked if they had some guys who are up there and passing yards in the conference as well. Yeah. Really one game that they really brought out their passing at the end of the year. Um, because I, I remember in that New Holstein game when they won six to three, first kickoff of the year, Brilliant jumped on a loose kickoff, kind of got in between the second and third line. Nobody really got to it for New Holstein. They jumped on it. They had a, they had a short 25-yard field. <clears throat> they had a nice little uh, option play to Kadarovic. They punched in right away. Didn't score the rest of the game. Really in the beginning of the year, they – they were not a passing team, couldn't really pass the ball at all. But as you saw at the end of the year, in the Keel game sticks out where uh, I believe Mitchell Kotarabic had a nucle- nuclear uh, second quarter where he went 160 yards and three three uh, receiving touchdowns in one quarter against Keel there. And they were hitting on all cylinders at the end of the year passing. And look for Mason Banky to be a, to be a solid quarterback this year. So any other notes on Brilliant you see? No, I think you hit it all. Great defense, great great running offense, maybe some passing in there. And then, yeah, they're just a great fundamentally sound team, and they got a good shot. I mean, I think that game against KLC will be a, a must-watch game. And it is a must-watch game. It is week nine, so we are all gifted with hopefully – both teams are healthy that week. We can get a rematch. Hopefully Robbie Michael is healthy because that would have been a great game last year against Brilliant. And it was, I think you're obviously just expecting a shootout and who can make more stops late in the game. And pretty much, pretty much that. So then Brilliant was ranked three in the Travis Wilson rankings. They were ranked three. We both had them at two. Yeah. So next we both have New Holstein ranked next. And this is where us and the WSN Travis Wilson rankings get a little, they have New Holstein down at five. I just, I don't, what do you have no. on New Holstein? I, I have them at three. I, I'm a big New Holstein guy this year. Yeah, I got them at three. I mean, they got, they're going to beat you with some, some good guard pulling action. They're going to run a power sweep. They're going to get, get to the outside. And when they have a guy like Henry Schnell returning, who was a, who was an all conference last year, and they're just going to they're going to be outrun you. They got some big linemen. They got some good guys coming coming back like Casper, not Sam Casper, but his brother, but they they are going to be a great team I think next year as well and I think I think they are very very comparable to Brilliant. I know you mentioned that at the start of the show as well and I I think that's just that's kind of where I put them. Yeah, and last year one guy I'm really look ex- really excited to watch this year is Henry Schnell. I did see a little film from their scrimmage. I believe they were playing Hilbert at the time. Henry Schnell looked really good uh, running the ball. And I, I'm assuming he was their quarterback because I don't know who else they'd have. 
Last year, they did have those like two quarterbacks. One would kind of, Schnell would kind of run, and I think Cameron also would pass. Maybe I have those mixed up, but they would do that, those two quarterbacks, and they did it the last two years. But I think with Henry Schnell, he threw for a, for a good chunk of yards last year, and I don't know, he's, he's back. I, if he can run the ball like he has in the past, and you – and you have your strong O-line and strong running. I mean, New Holstein's always had a really good running game uh, a couple years ago with Caden Judkins, last year with Michael Voles. And Xander Casper, like you said, he's the only first-team O-lineman that's returning in the conference. And then Cody Obler also is another good, solid player for them as well that we can bring up. And, you know, they, they do have – like every team, they got to replace some depth. They got to replace, but really, New Holstein is really fundamentally sound, and they're not—they're not a slow offense. You know, think oh, they're running the ball. They scored 50 last year against KLC. Like they—they—they—they they, 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 they did everything they could to win that game, and obviously, two great players in Michael and Gerdakis just won it for them at the end, but. That game, I think, I believe I saw it today. I was looking at that. It was, it was the game of the year in the regular season for the state. Oh yeah. Um, that game. I, I remember that, watching that, game, that too. I, I, that I couldn't believe it at the end, but it was that. So I also think new Holstein, I, I don't know which week they do play, but it, it will be a good game when they play as well. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think new Holstein, new Holstein, KLC, we can get maybe New Holstein gets a little revenge this year. We'll we'll wait and see, but I think those those three teams we mentioned right now. I think when they play each other, I think boy oh boy, those are must see games. Well, New Holstein, I'm excited to watch them. They'll be a good solid team. Not really sure why they were ranked so low, but like we said again, tough job that Travis Wilson has to rank every conference in the state of Wisconsin. So next. We're both in agreement. This is the number two ranked team on WSN. The Two Rivers Raiders come in at four for me. <clears throat> and they're led by Chase Mathias, their sophomore star running back. What do you have on TR? Yeah, I think, well, you just mentioned the main guy I got, Chase Mathias as well. I mean, as a freshman, he made the all-conference team as an honorable mention. I mean, they're losing Jaden Kippert, who phenomenal quarterback, who started three years there, and – so that's going to be something to get used to because I think this TR team, I think we're going to see the most running we've seen out of this team in a long time because they're known for their passing. That's just TR. You immediately think of the pass. You think of the long passing game. It seems like every year they always have a guy up in the leaderboards in the conference and passing yards. So that's that's always what I think of. And I just think Chase Mathias has a shot to be up in the lead the leaderboards for rushing yards next year. Oh yeah, I agree. And the only reason I have uh, TR below them is just, they were, they were up there with the big dogs last year. They didn't play brilliant uh, because of COVID. So I didn't, I didn't see that. They didn't play another, they didn't play. They only played six games, I think. And they didn't play several conference games. So you didn't see the full picture there, but Jaden Kipper was probably their best quarterback, at least in recent history, probably school history for them. I think, I believe he's their leading uh, 
all-time passing touchdown, probably yards too. That dude was just automatic, uh, three-year starter for them. And, you know, beat writers will say from Two Rivers training camp, I guess uh, sophomore Justin Klinkner will be their quarterback. He's got a cannon. He's got a, he's got a thunderbolt as an arm. Hopefully we'll see some passing again this year. I, like I said, I think this is the first year two rivers will be a primarily a probably more running team, but hopefully we can just see them keep passing as well. Orion Goggers, another guy I have heard good things about. He'll be a wide receiver for them. So, and then another guy, Connor Stanford, he's a standout lineman, second team on both sides of the ball at last year. So two rivers, you know, you might think, oh, they're losing this guy. They lost Lindbergh. They lost Salta. They lost Kippert. They're going to compete in the conference this year. They're going to be really dynamic. I'm, this is probably the number one team. I'm really curious to see play just with a new quarterback. Two rivers has always been a really solid defense. There, Two Rivers is probably the team I'm really looking forward to see play. Do you agree? Yeah, I think that's that's fair to assess it. I think there's a lot of question marks with this team. I mean, other than Samford, I'm not really sure about their defense, but I think just to see how their sophomore quarterback plays, I think I think there's just a lot of question marks with this team, and there's there's a chance. I mean, they could be up there. There's a chance. I mean, they, they stay at, at five or four. They're, they're, we just don't know yet. Yeah, it it will really be good. I it'll really be really be something to watch them play and and just I, I don't they start out with I believe random is it random lake? Do they play random lake first? A TR they play random lake they first. Play random yep. lake first, which we'll get into those matchups later, but I think we'll learn a lot in the first couple of weeks too if TR is gonna be a running team, passing team. I'm guessing obviously a lot of both, but we'll probably learn a lot like we will all these teams. All right. So next we'll jump ahead to my number five ranked team. And this team, obviously they were in the state title game two years ago. Last year, they were really unfortunate. I believe, I think they had some COVID issues. They had guys, a lot of guys not playing that starters that should have been playing in several games that they've played I'm not exactly sure the reasons, but I just remember that being a whole thing. So I don't think they really had an accurate representation of their year last year, especially early on in the year. And I'm thinking, you know, I have Keel at number five. And this year, I'm not sure who their quarterback will be. It was uh, Lapisto last year. And he, he, was, he was decent. And they'll, they'll have a big running game, I think, this year. I think Daniel Schmitz, is a, he's a dark horse to lead the conference in rushing just because they have four linemen, starting linemen returning. Daniel Schmitz is a really good running back up there in yards last year. And I, any, anything else on Keel, that's pretty much really all I have. I think they're going to need to run the ball well this year. Yeah. I think that's going to be their bread and butter as well. And like you mentioned, Lapisto was certainly a decent option last year. And I think their offense kind of compares very similar to, New Holstein in the sense they're going to try to pull guards. They're going to try to get to the outside and they're going to really run that power sweep action. Might see a little bit of pass, a passing game thrown in there as well, but I Keel, Keel's, this is probably the lowest we've, they've been in a couple of years too. And I certainly think they have a chance 
to maybe go for maybe end up fourth or third in the conference as well, but it might be a stretch at that point. Yeah, like like we were talking about earlier, I think you could almost break it down in kind of tiers. I would probably almost put KLC in a tier by by themselves, not saying that they're unbeatable. And then I'd put the brilliant New Holstein, Two Rivers, Keel, probably all in that next tier where they're all just any of those teams can knock off anyone. Um, I mean, they fell how we projected them out, but they're those those next four teams are all really solid. And I think Keel, you know, they they were just two years away from being at Camp Randall, so it's not like they're not going to compete this year. They're going to compete. They're going to have a good O-line, good D-line. So I think Daniel Schmitz is a really really good running back, and I think he will be a little under the radar, and he'll finish up there with his stats. So anything else on Keel? No, I think we got it all. Let's go to number six. Six? This one, this is a team, and it's Chilton. Chilton's ranked at number six. They're ranked at number six on WSN. I do think Chilton is very under the radar this year. Uh, they, I saw, I read up a little bit on them. Uh, their head coach, Michael Arndt, says our team strength will start with our new faces on both sides of the line. We are a young team, but we have good size up front and we're going to have good depth. So that's a, that's pretty convincing. If you can have good depth and good size in D five football, D four football, you're going to be, you're going to be a solid team. You're going to have that nice baseline where you're not, you're not thin at positions. You're not, you don't have guys out there on islands, but Alex Breckheimer, I believe I I'm thinking he's going to be their quarterback. He played in one game last year, but he had 203 yards passing. He, I don't know exactly why I'm guessing due to an injury. He only played in one game. Uh, Mitchell Schwab too. He missed those two guys missed all of last year, but it's said they're they are expected to be big time contributors. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chilton can knock off a team like Keel, New Holstein, Two Rivers, Brilliant. Like I, I fully expect them to compete. They returned 14 letter winners with seven starters back on offense and four on defense. So Chilton's a team. They are ranked sixth, you know, so they are down there in our rankings. But I don't think. I don't think that accurately represents them. And I, I do think they're a good team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they are, they are a lot better than Valor's, but I, I don't know how, where they fit with Kiel, TR and Holstein. I think they're not as good as those teams. So I, I think this Chilton team though, they coach Arn, he's a very, very crafty coach. He, he has a lot of good trick plays. I I've seen on film. He's got some, he's gotten some teams on those and, I think when they can return a good good chunk of starters, I mean, seven and four, that's not bad at all for high school football. I think they certainly have a good chance to to make a, I don't know, make a little ride here and go maybe three, four, or five in the conference. I don't know about three, but I think they could mix in there well with Keel there at five. Yeah, you never know. One team, it's raining. One team is COVID. Either, there's, still, there's still a lot of obstacles in a, in a nine-game season where you can pick off a team who's maybe struggling – or pick off a team when it's just not their night. So, I mean, I, I basically think that's pretty much all on Chilton. So now Val, I have Valders. You're, you're going to know the most on Valders. I got Robert Jeffrey and Bryce Schoenberger written down as two of their returning uh, guys who are going to lead them. But 
What do you have on Valders? We both, we all have them ranked seven. Yeah, I think this Valders team, I think they're a lot better than Ron Colley, but it's a similar theme. They got a lot of turnover. Their offensive line's pretty much brand new. Um, sophomore quarterback in Trey Schneider. But one guy who really catches my attention here is Bryce Schamberger on, def- on defense. I mean, we saw him end up getting – he ended up getting conference honorable mention at linebacker, and he only started, I believe, four games there. So that's pretty remarkable, and I think he's he's certainly their best player on both sides of the ball, and I think they're really going to try to run behind him. I think Robert Jeffrey is a great, great rusher as well. But I'm this passing game, I think there's – there's a chance, you know, Schneider and Hovey, we might see a little connection there because Cole Hovey, as we know, great basketball player, got he's got a pretty good vertical there. So you can almost throw it up to him there. And But th- this team, they got a lot of new – they got, I believe, three or four new coaches. They got, like, a new offensive line, just a lot of, a lot of new pieces on this team. And it's high school football, so, of course, you're going to have that. So, But this, this team, I think seven's a great place for them here. Cole Holby, he's a guy I'm excited for in the upcoming basketball season. He was one of my he's one of my favorite players coming into the year. Yeah, he's very athletic, very just a solid guy. So definitely that is an option. Throwing it up to him. So you said he plays wide receiver. Yep, he's he's gonna play wide receiver. Solid and you know, like they said, they're gonna have a sophomore quarterback. You said projected yep. right now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's gonna be interesting. There. Yeah, it will. There'll be another team to watch uh, early on, and they got stuck with Merrill. I mean, we can we can go over that more in our next part of the show here, but that's one oh. that I'm guessing Merrill's obviously going to be a deep, solid. They're either D one or uh, probably D two team. With I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's very tough. They're very tough uh, first game. And that's at Merrill. So the elders will have their hands full and, you know, look, look to watch them in week two, because that, that's a very tough, tough opponent to go week one of the season. Yeah, I totally agree. They got Merrill has eight hard, north of eight hard kids and this Valders teams are around 300 kids. I know Roma doesn't mean everything, but certainly I think them and Howard's Grove week two, I think this, this young Vikings team, I think they have a shot. I think they're going to show some glimpses. I think there's a chance they they might win other than Ron Collier. They might pick up that Howard's Grove win and they might they might compete a little with Chilton, I think. So we'll have to wait and see there. Definitely. Um so then our our last place team, this was actually this was probably my easiest ranking. Ron Colley last and nothing against Ron Colley. It's just I don't I really don't know who they're gonna beat. It's just the way it is. I got the only thing I really have down is Ryan Fisher as their quarterback with a question mark by it. I'm guessing he's going to be their quarterback again. And is Derek Reimer or Braden Reimer, the one returning for yeah, Braden backs? Reimer, Braden Reimer is returning this year. So he's, he's going to be their main running, running option there, but I don't know who you run behind there. I mean, Trevor Fico, as we know, very great player for Ron Colley these the past four years, but he's gone now. So I, I don't know who you run behind. I don't know. That team's got a lot of question marks to, and a lot of places to fill. Yeah, the Roncalli Jets. Not, I mean, I'm not just going to come out and say they're not going to win a game because it's anything can happen. But I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I just look at this. I no 
conference award winners coming back. You know, they had uh, Fico last year as good as he was, but I don't know. I, I just don't really see who they would beat. They lost to Valders big last year. So, so I don't know. It's, we really don't have to spend much more time on them. Uh, hopefully they can compete in some games and they can just improve and have a successful season. But pretty much after that, we got to wrap it up here. We got KLC, Brilliant, New Holstein, TR, Keel, Chilton, Valders, and the Ron Colley Jets rounding out our top eight or our conference projected uh, finishers. And, you know, next, any any other notes you want to add there? Any other – I mean, I think we covered pretty much all of it, but anything we maybe didn't mention that you wanted to mention? Yeah, I think we got the top eight teams. I think that's that's a pretty good list, and I won't be surprised if it ends up like that. So, I think good job by Robert and I. I think Travis Wilson's list might be a little off there with TR being that high, but we'll have to wait and see. And that's the beauty of co- or of high school football. So, looking forward to it. Friday night lights they return, and this Friday, so top players this year. First three were very easy, and obviously. I just wrote down my top 10 guys. They're not really in an order. I tried to put them in an order the best, but obviously there's so many factors that go in. You really can't make an accurate list. So I, I have Robbie Michael Collingardakis and Casey Verhagen is my top three players. And I mean, basically we, we already covered it. Those three are those three, I think are the top three guys. Nothing really else needs to be said. I don't think there's much debate there. I have Sam Galoff at number four, fullback for Brilliant. He's a, he's a linebacker also, really solid defensive and uh, likely to finish as top runner this year. Then I have other guys, uh, Matt Stefani from KLC's at five. He's their running back, really solid defensive option as well. Henry Schnell from New Holstein, he's their quarterback. I think he's going to throw and run for a lot of yards this year. He's a little, uh, I think, under-the-radar player as well. Look for him to have a big year. And at seven, I got Chase Mathias from TR. He was their leader on tackles on the defensive end, and he had a breakout uh, rookie or freshman campaign rushing. And I got our last three guys. I got Dan Schmitz from Keel. He'll run the ball. He's a dark horse to finish top. Mason Banky from Brilliant, and then Xander Casper as that uh, first-team all-conference lineman returns. He will have a good year. That's my list. Other guys, Cody Obler. I mentioned Alex Breckheimer before. Bryce Schoenberger from Valders. You know, there's it's, it's hard to tell when you make a list like that, but I, I think any players that you're calling your shot on right now that are either going to break out or you think players that you're in love with before the season gets underway? Well, I think one guy who comes to mind for a chance at defense, like just a sleeper here, I think I might be a little biased, but I think Bryce Schamberger, because I mentioned he only played like three or four games at outside linebacker, and he managed to still get honorable mention. He racked up a lot of tackles. I think if he's able to get those those good counting stats, get tackles for a loss, get some good tackles, get some sacks, I think – there's a chance we could see him first-team all-conference for outside linebacker. Maybe sneak into the defensive player of the year conference, or discussion there. I think him and, and Obler, I think, 
Matt Stefani as well. I think those three guys, I think they certainly are my three guys for defensive um, player of the year. And I, I don't know about any of the D-line guys. I guess you could maybe include them there, but those those three linebackers are kind of my guys for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I agree. All solid guys who will have a bunch of uh, who will, like you said, Schamberger. You know, the, he will rack up a bunch of tackles just because he's probably the best player around him, and Valers will probably be on defense a lot. And next, offensively, obviously, I mean. Robbie Michael's going to be the player of the year, barring an injury. He's, it's just the way it is. Gerdakis will be a first-team wide receiver. Verhagen probably should also be up there in a wide receiver. And then, you know, Sam Galoff, Dan Schmitz, as we mentioned. But one guy, also I'm going to talk about my hometown team, is Mitchell Kotaravic. I think he'll be really under the radar this year. Going back two seasons, Cody Brandenburg from Brilliant was a player of the year, scored a whole bunch of touchdowns, averaged over, I believe, nine yards a carry. He, Kotarovic, will be in that role. He's really fast. I mentioned earlier he caught three touchdowns in a quarter, had like 160 receiving yards in a quarter against Keel last year. Really explosive, really dynamic player. I think if they run him, if Brilliant runs him loose, they run, they like to run outside. They, they like to open up the playbook more now. He could be a guy I'm keeping my eye on. He could be a guy finishing with a lot of receiving, also rushing yards, and he's a solid defensive player as well. Yeah, and we both mentioned our hometown guys for for um, dark horse candidates, but I'm going to mention one of Kotarovic's teammates. I'm going to say Sam Galoff has a has a shot to dethrone Robbie Michael as offensive player of the year. I don't I don't know if it's likely again because I think Michael is going to be the clear-cut choice for offensive player of the year, but if anyone's going to do it, I think Gerdakis, I think Sam Galoff. I think Galoff has a shot. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, like you said, I don't think it's likely just because I don't really see him uh I don't see I don't see him throwing for less yards. I don't see him throwing for less touchdowns. I mean, he didn't play. He'll probably play in more games this year. So, I mean, Robbie Michael will have a nuclear season. It's it's going to be really fun to watch. So now, you know, we talked about our top teams. We talked about our top players. Let's let's just jump into week one, and this is this will be the fun part. You know, talking over some matchups. These are all non-conference games, so we're going to be talking about some teams that we probably really aren't familiar with or don't really aren't used to seeing on a week-to-week basis and we'll start off right away I'll just start off with this one KLC Ozaki I believe Ozaki's picked to finish fourth in the Big East KLC's obviously projected one don't see any this that game is at Ozaki I don't really see any reason for KLC to drop that one uh two teams that are probably really familiar with each other they're not that far away um you know Kohler and Ozaki so I'm guessing you'll see a lot of offense there. That's anything else from that game? No, I KLC by a blowout. Yeah, I, I would I would assume running clock. I'm not very sure on Ozaki what they have, but I would just assume running clock. Next game, Roncalli, Matwak, Lutheran. I'm not really sure what Matwak, Lutheran is going to have this year. We already kind of talked about Roncalli. That's a you know that's a big rivalry in the parochial schools in Manitowoc. 
So that one will probably be a pretty good game. I don't think Manitowoc Lutheran's that dynamic of a team. I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure what to expect from that game. Probably pretty low scoring, or maybe maybe it'll be high scoring. It's the first game of the year. Teams are just getting used to defense, but I'm really that game. I'm not. I'm not sure what to think. Yeah, I think if you're a Jets fan, I think this is your game to win. I think this is the best chance they have to win a game the whole year. It comes there. It comes two days from now, and I think, yeah. Um, other than this game, I don't. I don't see the Jets being able to scratch out a win. Yeah, it, it'll be, you know, they at least won't have jet lag heading across town to uh, Lutheran. So then we got TR at Random Lake. This is a game where I think it'll be really telling about two rivers, and I think they will just run away with it as Random Lake's, you know, projected to finish last in the inferior Big East Conference. I, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited to see uh, Justin Klinkner. Like I said before, he has a – really strong arm he's a good pitcher in baseball good athlete so I I think two rivers absolutely runs away it's a good good week one game for a team that has a lot of new faces in their important positions and I'm expecting TR big but that one will be fun to watch on film really nothing else from that game and next game this one was a big Olympian conference old rival rivalry brilliant and Hilbert at Hilbert you have any thoughts on that game? I think that game, I think we talked about before, I think Brilliant has a good chance to run away with this game, but I think I think it's going to be a, a good game early. I think that Hilbert's going to hang in there, but I think Brilliant will just be able to outlast them. Yeah, and I think Hilbert projected third in the Big East. Brilliant also projected third in the EWC. But I just think, I think it could be a close game, and I think it could be a, Close, closer game than people are expecting. It, it's week one, so a lot of these teams, you might look, oh, this team's projected this, this team was this last year. I think in the first half of the first game, you're going to have close games. You know, both teams are coming off a, coming off a long summer, and they're going to be a little rusty on defense and on offense. There's going to be some uh, kinks to work out. So I, I think that will be a closer game than people think at half. But I, I just think I like Brilliant's explosiveness and, um, you know, just experience. So I, I, I do think that one could get out of hand in the second half. Next game, like I said, this Chilton's a team I'm really excited to watch. I really do not know anything about Cribbits. I know they're a smaller school from up north. So I'm guessing they're, you know, like Bondwells and your Coleman's and your those type of teams, you're going to try to run the ball and they're going to establish the run. Maybe not. Maybe Krivis is a passing team, but I don't know. I don't think they had stats in last year. So Chilton, I think they play at home. I they're prob- I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what Krivitz is. I don't think they're too good where Chilton can't compete. But hopefully Chilton can scratch out a victory here week one. Yeah, I, I don't know much about Chilton. And I mean, I know much about Chilton. We talked about him, but Krivitz, there's not really much we know. I think this is definitely one of, one of the main toss-ups week one. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Chilton here. Just uh, we'll pick the conference team. And from what I've heard from coach talk is Chilton is a under-the-radar team. So then uh, two teams two years ago that were powerhouses, we got – 
Keel and Kiwani. Like I said, not sure what Kiwani is going to bring to the table. We know what Keel is going to bring to the table. They're going to try to run the ball. And uh, that game is at Keel, but I'm not really sure what to expect there. Yeah, I think Keel, um, I don't know if they win this one or not. Kiwani, always tough. They always got a strong offensive line. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on this one, too. These last two, very tough. Yeah, this, I mean, Kiwani, I, at least Keel's playing at home. If they had to drive up to Kiwani, that would be a tough, very tough week one. I don't know. I, I, I just think... That, that's a tough week one for Keel. So next game, old the old EWC uh, rivals, or maybe not rivals, but foes, New Holstein and Campbell Sport. This was, I believe, your game of the is. Did you call game of the week for this one? For New Holstein Campbell Sport, I didn't. I didn't call games. What? <laughs> or did you did you did you say this one could be a game of the week or one you had your eye on? Oh, I um for this New Holstein Campbellsport, I think that certainly Campbellsport. I think they they match up pretty well, and I think this this could go uh, maybe get a little out of hand with New Holstein going far into it. They might they might get a running clock here, but I think Campbellsport might have a shot here. So just just the game I think to look out for. We should do we. I I kind of want to do that. Make a game of the week, and we'll we'll go over Valders and Merrill. We can pick the game of the week after. So, like I just said, Valders and Merrill, and we talked about mm. Keel playing a tough opponent. We talked about, um, you know, Ron Colley having uh their hands full week one. Valders definitely has their hands full with Merrill. Uh, that is a very tough opponent, and it is at Merrill. They they have to drive the two plus hour trip up to Merrill and that, that is a very tough, like you said before, Merrill's over 800 Valor's around that 300 mark. That's a tough week one. Hopefully Valor's just come out of there, you know, work some stuff out. And, but I'm not sure how Merrill is, who knows, they could be a bottom team up in that uh, conference, but that is a very tough opponent to draw week one. Yeah, and Merrill actually um, finished second last in their conference last year, but again, they played in the conference where the schools had around 700, 800 kids, so it's like, I mean, well, there I, I, yeah, I, I don't know how this is going to really go for Valders, and the connection there, I mean, they're supposed to play Franklin Varsity Reserve, it says, oh. and that, that game got oh, canceled, and then what happened is Valders actually has a connection with Merrill because a person who used to work at Valders now works at Merrill, coaches football there. So they were like, hey, let's get this game together. So that's how this game came to be. And now I don't know how this is going to work out for the Vikings. So we wish them the best, but this might be a tough week one matchup. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, they're going to find out real quick what they got to work on and what they – hopefully, though, who knows? They could go up there week one, Merrill maybe overlooking the Vikings and – Early on, like I said, expect a close game as both teams are trying to work out their uh, weaknesses. So, like I said, let's let's pick, let's do it every every week. Let's have a game of the week where I'll try to post and try to feature your top players, and um, then we'll I'll also have the other games, but we'll stress that game as the game of the week. So, what are you okay. thinking? We got a lot of games here. 
So I know I mentioned New Holstein Campbellsport, but I'm not going to pick them as this. That's not as fun. I'm going to pick. I think I'm going to go Kiwani and Keel. I think this. I think okay. we don't. We don't know how these two teams might this, these this game will go. I think I pick that one first. I pick Rakai Mantok Lutheran, but I think for yep. the sake of just, I, I take Kiwani and Keel as the game of the week. Yeah, that was exactly my pick. Um, I also did look at. Ron Colley, Mantuck Lutheran, just because that would have been a fun one to kind of uh, inner city squad or inner city battle. But no, I definitely think Keel, Kiwani, the uh, the level of football will be a little higher in that game. So yeah, I, I agree. That's our game of the week at Keel. Um, yeah, I, I expect Daniel Schmitz in their running game to uh, to really, really try to get established in week one and we'll see where it goes from there. So any other notes, any other thing, any other things you want to go over before we wrap it up here? I think we got it all. I'm real. I'm looking forward to this first week of non-con games really lets us see like what's going on with these teams. We can kind of like this first game, this first week's always big. We just got to see what, what teams are going to show us this year. And we'll talk about it maybe next week, maybe the week after like you said, I don't know how many of these we want to do but certainly fun. No. Yeah. I, hopefully, and hopefully we can get some guests on here. Like I said, anyone listening, any players who want to come on the show, talk about their team, talk about what they, uh, what they're going through. Just, 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 you know, be on the show. I'll, I'll invite anyone on, you know, who's playing and stuff like that. So Hopefully, hopefully we can get some interviews coming up here with some people talk about their seasons, how they're going, and we can do that. But I think that was a pretty successful uh, episode one. I think in the future, we'll obviously the game once we get into you know the conference schedule, we can really get into breaking down some big games, what teams got to do, what they got to do to win in keys for the matchup as we can break down, you know, stats and et cetera. But no, I say that was a pretty successful uh, first podcast and uh, hopefully we will have several more for the EWC listening community. And all right, Drew, uh, thanks for coming on today. This will conclude our uh, first podcast of the season. Yeah. I mean, thank thank you for having me on. Robert, um, just want to talk about a little bit about um, my podcast I'm, I have with Jordan Lorenz. As you know, you were on it before. Jordan drew the sports crew. Every Monday we have episodes. We talk high school, college, professional sports, so all that good stuff. We have some trivia. We talk about on the stay in sports history. And we also have a little like, – we have some fun, fun episodes. We, we have done an EWC basketball preview. We've talked – we've talked some other sports. And – just check us out. I'm Jordan Drew, the sports crew on Spotify, anywhere you listen to a podcast. And then on Instagram also, you can give us a follow Jordan Drew underscore sports crew. And it's J O R D O N, not A N. I know it's weird, but thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And I like that. We'll probably, hopefully, maybe I'll open up a Instagram uh, comments or uh, open questions on what you what we want us to go over I like the trivia idea I was thinking about it today just couldn't really find enough stuff and it's kind of tough with two people so definitely hopefully we can find some new stuff to talk about and uh, we'll see you in the next episode